Hey everyone, welcome back to the Monclova Baptist Church podcast. We're thankful that you joined us today. Hey, if you would do us a favor at the end of this episode, make sure that you follow us on our social, Instagram and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell button so that you get notified every time that we post new content. If you also want to stay connected with us beyond Sunday morning, make sure that you download the MRBC app on the Google Play Store or the App Store. Now let's dive in. John chapter number 20. We're going to go to a passive scripture that we will celebrate and rejoice on the first day of the week. Verse number one of John chapter 20. Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark under the sepulcher and see if the stone taketh away from the sepulcher and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they've laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he stooping down, looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie. And the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the, the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Lord, we awoke this morning with great anticipation. Lord, we awoke wondering what would happen here at church today. We've prepared, we've prayed, we've invited guests, we've studied. There's a lot happening in our children's ministry and our nurseries. Lord, it's a wonderful day and we are anticipating you being glorified, you being exalted and you being honored. And so, Lord, we rejoice together today. Lord, we've lifted our voice up through singing. Now our attention is on this passage of Scripture that tells us the truth of the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for dying for us. And thank you, thank you, thank you for giving us everlasting life because you have conquered death. Today we rejoice. We love you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Look with me, if you would, in verse number nine. The Bible says, for as yet they knew not the scripture. And I want to bring your attention to the last part of this verse, that he must rise again from the dead. He must rise again from the dead. This is our victory. We've sang about it already this morning. We heard scripture read this morning. This is why we celebrate Jesus, our Lord, conquered death. That's why we celebrate today. That's why we're here this morning. What is the significance of this earth-changing event? And I want to look at just three things this morning, the significance of this earth-changing event. You know, for, for many... For many, we come to church and we, we know what to expect. My 
daughter, my oldest daughter said to me Friday evening, we had a service, a good Friday service and Lord blessed in that service as well. One young boy left out here, Colin, I believe his name is left and uh, came back in with his mom after the service and came up to me and said, I prayed and I trusted Jesus Christ as my savior this past Friday night. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Came to church and found everlasting life through Christ Jesus. But my oldest daughter had said to me, dad, there was a, a guest here that was on, here on Friday about her age or so. And she asked this question, what am I to expect here on Friday? She didn't know. Are we going to handle snakes? Huh. What are we going to do? No, we're not going to handle snakes. We're going to just simply preach the scripture today. We're going to celebrate the resurrection of our Savior. And that's our goal here today. And I want to look at these three things here today. I want to look at these three things. What is the significance of this earth-changing event called the resurrection of Jesus Christ? First, I want you to go with me to verse number eight. The Bible says this, then went and also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw, and what's the Bible say? He believed. Now, I want you to understand, we, we have celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ for some 2,000 years. Now, now, not we, we aren't that old, but, but you know, human history over the last 2,000 years has celebrated the, the resurrection. Christianity has celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ for a long time. This is a wonderful thing. But we have the scripture. We can read, you know, as we, this past week, I'm sure many of you have gone to the Bible, gone to the scripture since last, last Sunday and kind of charted the events of Jesus through scripture. We come to the end of scripture and we know what's going to happen. But these New Testament Bible-believing Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, I want to remind you in this first century church, they didn't know. These apostles, they, they gave their lives to follow Jesus Christ. They listened to him, but they, they totally didn't understand what he was saying. And put yourself in that situation as well. Here is a, uh, Israel is occupied by Rome, and they're looking for a deliverer. They've heard of this Messiah that's going to come. And then there's a man named John the Baptist that preaches and baptizes this man and says, this is the Lamb of God that has come to, to save the world. And, and they watch this man do miracles. They've seen this man raise the dead. They've seen this man heal the sick. They've seen this man uh, cure the, the blind and, and, and the deaf and the lame. They've watched him work. They've listened to him as he tells them about the kingdom of heaven. They hear him proclaim that he is the son of God. And now they've watched him crucified. They've seen him hang on that cross. They watched him be placed in that tomb and in day one and day two and now day three. And they're wondering what is happening here. There are some disciples, the Bible will tell us, if you were to continue reading, they doubted. Even when they heard that Jesus was risen from the grave, they doubted. Even when others said, we have seen him, they, they still doubted. Matter of fact, one disciple said this, I, I, I won't believe unless I can touch his hands and touch his side and, and touch those, those, uh, those nail-pierced hands. I, I won't believe unless I see. But I find here that this disciple... Said the Bible says he saw and he believed. 
I want you to write this down. I'm going to give you three things prayerfully this morning. I want you to write this down. What is the significance of the resurrection? Number one is this eternal life for those that believe in Jesus Christ. John 3.16 says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, catch this, believeth on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. In verse number 18 of John chapter three, the Bible says this, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. If you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the Bible says you will have everlasting life. How is this possible? Because Jesus Christ conquered death. If he was still in that tomb today, he, if he couldn't, if he didn't have the power to rise again, how could he offer you and I everlasting life? The only one that has ever risen from the dead is Jesus Christ. All the religions, they may worship a good man. They may worship a, a, a good teacher. But I want you to know this today, that the only one where the tomb is empty is Jesus Christ. And because of that, those that believe on him also can have everlasting life. <clears throat> Mark chapter 1, verse 15, the Bible says this, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. That word believe the gospel, repent. Turn from your sin and believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? It is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Listen to me, on this past Friday, we came and we were, it was a somber service as we looked and we remembered what Jesus Christ, the agony and the pain and the torment that he went through when he was nailed to that cross and he took every single sin that you and I have ever committed and ever will commit and he became sin for us. But it doesn't end there. The gospel, yes, is the death of Jesus Christ, but the, the gospel has power because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Look with me, if you would, in Acts chapter 16. I'll read it th there. Acts 16, 31, the Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. <coughs> Jesus said this, Be not afraid, in Mark 5, 36, Only believe. You see, this is what the apostle I see in John chapter 20 as we read this passage of scripture, as we read of the empty tomb, as we read of the apostles and Mary coming and finding this empty tomb. When the apostle saw the empty tomb, the Bible said he believed. Do you believe today? Do you believe? John 3, 36, the Bible says, he that believeth on the son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. I am so glad today as our choir so wonderfully just sang that we are here to tell you that salvation is found in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Man is dead and trespasses in sin and we have no hope and there is no victory, but Jesus Christ came and he went to the cross and he rose again and because of that, we have victory today. We have everlasting life.
In Romans chapter 10, verse number nine, the Bible says this, that if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Why are we so excited today? Why do we lift our voices up? Why do we sing? Why do we get excited about what we've sang and what we've read and what we've heard already today? Because there is salvation through Jesus Christ because he rose again from the grave. You see, without this, my friend, there is no hope. Without this, there's just simply religion. And religion has never saved a single soul. Church has never saved a single soul. Good works has never saved a single soul. But Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus Christ is the one that saves. Do you believe? Do you believe this morning? Jesus said, I am the way. Salvation, everlasting life, is through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, I know what you're thinking this morning. Of course, that's why we're here. <laughs> you're not telling us anything new. But it's a reminder this morning, praise the Lord, that this is the good news, the gospel. This is what those that believe will have because Jesus conquered death. He rose again from the dead. How many of you are so glad that we have salvation through Jesus Christ this morning? I know I am. You know, we could just end there and, boy, we've had a good service. We've sang, we've heard the truth. We saw where the apostle believed. But there's more. There's more for you and I here today. I want you to go with me, continue. Let's continue reading in John chapter number 20. Look with me in verse number 11. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher, weeping. How many of you ever been overtaken with grief, pain? How many of you ever looked at this world and just wondered, is there, is there help? This past week, I had an opportunity to go to Poland and had an opportunity to, to see and to meet with refugees that their lives have just been shattered. Next Sunday, I'm going to give a, a report on that and show you some pictures. I don't want to get into all of that today, but I saw people stricken with grief. Those that were dealing with these refugees, most of them, most of them are coming are just moms with children, grandmothers with families. They said they came and they just had this look of despair and hopelessness on their face. What are we going to do? Our lives are shattered. Mary here is standing and she's weeping. She stooped down and looked into the sepulcher and seeing two angels in white sitting, the one on the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. And they said unto her, woman, why weepest thou? She said unto them, because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they've laid him. When she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus saith unto her, woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? 
And she, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, or if you've moved him, or you've taken him, tell me where you've laid him. And I'll take him away. What, what she was saying, I just want to see him. I've followed him. I've trusted in him. And now he's gone. I, I, I've left all and, and I've, I've put my faith in what he has taught us. And, and if you'll just tell me where he's at. Jesus saith unto her, Mary, aren't you glad when he spoke to her, he spoke to her by name? He said, Mary? She turned herself and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master, when he spoke her name, she knew who it was. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord that he had spoken these things unto her. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, oh, don't, don't, don't miss this, peace be unto you. Three days earlier, they watched Jesus be brutally, brutally beaten. They listened to his voice as he cried out, as that whip would take the skin off of his back. They watched him as the crown of thorns was jammed down upon his head and blood came streaming down. As he's walking through the streets, bearing that cross, stumbling and falling, they watched him. As they laid him down on that cross and as they took those nails and they pierced his hands and his feet. They listened and they watched him as they placed him in that tomb, his lifeless body. They thought it was over. And now Mary comes to just simply see the one that she loved and now his body's gone and we find in verse number 11 that Mary is weeping. I want you to write this down. Because of the resurrection, there's peace for those in trouble. We're living in troubled times, aren't we? The world cries, peace, peace, but you know what we find? There is no peace. Rome just nailed Jesus to the cross. And they believed in this Christ. They gave all to follow him. They watched him die. They wrapped his body and they watched the stone be rolled in front of this tomb. Now what? As I read through this passage of scripture, I thought that many times I've come to the place in my life where I wondered, what's next? I won't ask you to raise your hand this morning, but I wonder if there's any in this room today that your heart is broken, you're hurting. You're fearful. We've all been there. There's some of you here today, you're worrying. You're full of stress. There's fear, there's anxiety, there's pain, there's suffering. You're going through immense heartache. Mary here is weeping. Where do you turn? Where do you go? 
if Mary would have come and found Jesus lying in that grave, it would have not have comforted her. She would have seen her Savior. But because Jesus Christ rose again, he offers peace and he offers hope to those that are in trouble. Oh, listen to me, as I earlier said, religion cannot save you. Matter of fact, religion will always fail you because religion is man's attempt to do what only God can do. And man cannot do what only God can do. And when he tries, he always fails. Maybe there's some today, religion has failed you. Maybe there's some here today that your job has failed you. Maybe your family has failed you. Maybe you're in a crisis today. Or maybe just looking at this world today, you're in constant anxiety and constant pain. And you're wondering, where is hope? And I want to proclaim to you today, I want to tell you today that there is hope for your trouble. There is peace for your trouble. There is rest for your trouble because there is a risen Savior, Jesus Christ. If Jesus were still in the grave, then he couldn't help you. But because Jesus Christ is risen, because Jesus Christ is alive, because Jesus Christ is all powerful, what he said in Matthew chapter 11, verse number 29 is true. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest for your souls. Oh, hear me today. Jesus offers peace. Jesus offers rest. Maybe there's some here today, you do not know Jesus Christ as your savior and you need to repent and you need to believe. Or maybe there's some here today, you're as Mary and you're weeping. You're carrying a burden. You're carrying a sorrow. You're suffering. I want to invite you today to lay your burden at the cross. The Bible says, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. That word careth, don't miss this. The Bible doesn't say he cared for you because he is alive. This is a present tense. He careth for you. He can't care if he were dead, but he's alive and Jesus Christ cares. This is what the resurrection gives us. It gives us everlasting life because he defeated death. So those that believe can have everlasting life. It gives us peace because Jesus Christ cares. And then I want you to see this thirdly. Look with me in this same chapter, chapter number 20. And look with me in verse number 21. Then said Jesus to them again, peace be unto you. And my father hath sent me Don't miss this. He says, even so send I you. So we find this, that because of the significance of this earth-changing event, because of the resurrection, we have the everlasting life. Because of the everlasting, because of the resurrection, we have hope and rest in Jesus Christ. And thirdly, would you write this down? We have a story to tell. We have a story to tell. He said this, so send I you. The the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he has all power now. 
Look, look with me, turn with me in the book of Matthew, if you would, please. Just a few pages over, the end of Matthew, Matthew chapter number 28, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He's getting ready to ascend back to heaven. He promises them the, 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 the um, Holy Spirit to live within us, to guide us, to direct us, to empower us. He promises that he's going to come again. He said to his disciples in John 14, uh, uh, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also. He promised that I'm going to heaven, but I'm coming again for you. But he said before that time, go. There's a story to tell. Look with me in verse number 16. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. How was power given to Jesus? Because he conquered death in the grave. And because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he now has all power. He says, I want you to go, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Look at this promise that we have because Jesus Christ rose again from the dead. I'm with you always. Even to the end of the world, it doesn't matter what's going to come. Christ is with us. Oh, my friend, that is a story to tell. That is a story to tell. The resurrection gave Jesus all power. He conquered, he conquered. He conquered hell, and all power is given unto him. Go and tell. The greatest story ever told is the story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It changed everything. It'll change your life if you believe. You say, I believe. I've trusted Christ, I've repented, and I've put my faith in what Jesus Christ has done on the cross and that he rose again from the dead. I believe, but I'm going through trials. Jesus said, because I've conquered death, I give you hope, I give you rest, I give you peace. Church, there's a story to tell. There's people that do not know the story. There's people even in our country, in this, in this city, in this region, in this state, in our nation that do not know the story of Jesus Christ and they are living in hopelessness. They are living in despair. They are living without Christ. And those that know Christ, there's a story to tell. Will you tell someone of the story of the gospel of Jesus Christ? We call it the good news. It's the good news because it is the way to heaven. It's the way to be reconciled back to God. 
And I want to challenge our church today, not just on Easter Sunday, not just on these big events, not just because of the excitement and the, and the excitement of, a, of an Easter Sunday, the time to get together, the time to worship. I want to challenge our church that every single day is a good day to tell a world that doesn't know Christ that there is a Savior, there is a Messiah. He has come. He's died for their sins. He's risen from the grave. There's a story to tell. Will you tell? Will you tell? And so I ask you today, do you believe? If you're here today and you have never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, will you believe? If you repent and believe, the Bible says you'll be saved. You just finished listening to a message from the preaching ministry at Monclova Road Baptist Church. If it was a help to you, make sure that you let somebody know about it. If you need help beyond this message, make sure that you follow us on Instagram or Facebook or check out our website, monclovabaptist.org, and we would love to connect with you there and help you with anything that you might need. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on the Monclova Baptist Church Podcast.